Curry with the shot. Ben cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301. Live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number 109 of Curry in the Pot. I'm your guy, I'm your host, Mike Curry, and I'm back here with another episode, man. I'm back with another week, and I'm actually recording a couple of days later than I usually record on, man. I'm recording on Friday evening. This is December the 6th, and normally my episodes are out, but this episode will probably be out tomorrow, December 7th. So I, I do apologize for the delay. Um, just couldn't really get around to it, but I will give you guys an episode this week. It's, it's going to be out this week, so I didn't slack too much, man. I always got to deliver the content, but I'm your host. I'm your guy, Mike Curry. Um, first and foremost, I hope everybody had a very, you know, wonderful Thanksgiving holiday, you know, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, but most importantly, Thanksgiving Day, man, you know, just to be with your family and the, your friends, you know, close people to you man i hope everybody really took the time to enjoy that man and just embrace those holidays with your family man and you know even you know a little break from work too man i know y'all enjoyed that as well but i got a nice episode for you guys man and on the first half of the episode you're gonna hear some nba news some nba talk with me and the lovely miss tykira carter the host of the life after podcast Make sure y'all go check that out. That is Tykira Carter, host of the Life After Podcast. And also, my guy, Mr. Xavier Wary, the host of the Other Side Podcast. Um, make sure y'all go check out both of those, you know, great bodies of work. Make sure y'all go subscribe and tune in, man. And, you know, they also come on Curry in the Pot from here and there. So, you know, make sure y'all go show them love, man, because they're really putting in the work, man. They're really doing their thing. But... Make sure y'all go check that out, man. That's going to be on the first half of this episode, so you will hear that momentarily. Go check out their work as well. And uh, we're talking NBA news, man. We're talking the first quarter of the season because there's been about 23, 24 games played um, just about for every team. So that is a little over a quarter of the way through. Um, so make sure y'all go check that out, man. We're talking our MVPs, surprises, disappointments. And a couple of other things, man. We had some really good dope content, man. A really really good dialogue, man. I love Ty. I love Zay, man. It's always good to talk with them, man. They're two of my favorite people, man. Not even just, you know, just to talk to about sports, man. They're really good down-to-earth people, man. So, Ty, Zay, I know y'all listening. Appreciate y'all for coming on. And uh, here, man, check this out, man. And then on the second half, I will give you guys, of course, NFL. NFL 13 recap. And then I got a crazy rant, man, because the Dallas Cowboys lost to the Chicago Bears, man. Mitch Trubisky, man. Cowboys lost their third straight game. So, of course, I'm going to get into that. But make sure I go check out this dialogue featuring me, Takira, and Zay. All right. So, as promised, guys, I got two of my favorite people on this lovely episode, man. And we're going to talk some NBA. I know a lot of people have been, you know, waiting for me to devote, you know, more than just a couple of minutes to the NBA, but I got two of my favorite people that I love talking hoops with, and uh, first up, we got the lovely Miss Takira Carter, so Takira, how you doing? I'm good, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, thanks for asking. Mm. And next up, we got my guy, we got my guy Zay, Mr. Xavier Wary, the host of the Other Side Podcast, and I'm sorry, Ty, Ty got her own podcast too, man, the Life After Podcast. So forgive me. But uh, Zay, what's going on, bro? Hey, man, life is good, man. How y'all doing today? Good. <laughs> All right, first off, before we hop into the NBA, man, how was y'all Thanksgiving? 
Uh, I'll go first. Mine was good. It was good. Um, I was talking about on Twitter how, like, my mom has been trying to use up the turkey. And we had two fried turkeys. Then two days later, my mom made turkey dumplings and turkey casserole. I'm like, Mama, it's over. Give it up. We don't, we don't got to eat all this turkey. I'm tired of turkey. <laughs> so you had it at your house? Yeah, we had it at my house. A lot of people, they took a lot of food. It was honestly just a turkey. Like, it was like eight people over here. And uh, it might have been more like 12. But mm. the fact of the matter was 12 people ain't going to eat two whole turkeys. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Zay, how was your holiday, bro? Mine was pretty good. I had to work uh, initially, which was cool. But then afterwards, I linked up with some friends. I had a homeboy who ended up uh, proposing to somebody. So that was pretty cool. Wow, congrats. Yeah, man, that's pretty solid. For sure, man. Uh, I had a pretty good Thanksgiving. I was at two houses. I was uh, some people were here. My dad's side of family was here and I went to my grandmother's house on my mom's side. And there were maybe like 40 family members and close friends and extended family that were there. So it was pretty cool just to see both sides of the family and kick it with them for a little while. A little while. Right. But um, let's hop into these topics, man. I sent you guys these topics and uh. Uh, Ty, I want to start with you, man. So the first question is, what are your thoughts, impressions, and surprises for the first quarter of this NBA season? It's actually been competitive, and I think it's been one of the more competitive starts to a season for the NBA mm-hmm. that you know we've kind of had in a while. Um, the big topic in the office season was the parity that will happen in the league, and I think that it is showing earlier on. Guys are playing like, you know they got to do well now because you don't know where you can end up when you're fighting for those spots to get in the playoffs at the end of the season. So I think that has been something fun to watch. I actually look a little bit more forward to watching the NBA games because I at least know that guys are going to try to compete, play defense and stuff like that, as opposed to, you know, just winging it. Uh, I think one of the surprises has been the Miami Heat. They've been mm-hmm. playing really well in the Eastern Conference. Uh, they have a 15-5 and five record. And, you know, really, I think one of the only household names they have on that team is Jimmy Butler. But a player who has been coming along, and we talk about how he was undrafted, but he's been playing well, is Kendrick Nunn. Mm-hmm. Um, so stuff like that, it's like the year of proving people wrong. And that's a team who doesn't have a whole lot of superstars, but they're still proven to do well. Now, people can make their arguments that the Eastern Conference is not as good or weak, whatever, but the fact of the matter is the Heat is number two, and they don't really have, like I said, many household names on their team. They have Jimmy Butler, Tyler uh, Tyler Harrow. Um, you know, I, I think as far as if you look at the, rest, the roster, they're supposedly average, but the team is meshing together well and just playing good basketball. Totally agree with you. Uh, Zay? No, for sure. So my thoughts on the on the season kind of echo ties. Um, of course, the, the, the parody has been absolutely phenomenal to see that. But um, a lot of guys are just are just really stepping up. Right. So uh, you're getting a, a lot of contributions from guys who you may not have thought would have been so good right now. Like, for example, Pascal Siakam. He's in my 
uh, MVP race. He's played absolutely fantastic. Uh, Luka Doncic has been obviously uh, phenomenal. Uh, you know, and, and just guys are just uh, stepping up, and the league is in great hands because there are a lot of young guys who are playing very, very well, too. Um, I would say that my surprise team, though, has to go to the Toronto Raptors. Losing Kawhi Leonard and for them to only have one loss at home, which was last night against the Miami Heat, it just speaks volumes, right? So I I really believe Kawhi left his imprint on that team, sort of to speak, and, and, and they're just a really deep team. Like, they had a really deep roster last year, and they returned most of those guys. Uh, this year and 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 that's been my biggest surprise team thus far I would say uh, I'm really intrigued to see how they keep moving forward uh, and, and to see if they can really contend uh, you know and make it to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals even potentially the finals again you just never really know again because of the parity and because the East is kind of open uh, but and then also just flipping to the Western Conference man it feels like every Lakers game goes down to the wire you know what I mean it, it, like all the games are just like fun to watch so uh, again, like just all over the league, man. It's just great. It's it's really a great product to watch. I I would say. For sure. Um, I gotta I gotta I hate to echo both of you guys, but you guys are right on today. Um, the Raptors and the Heat have been very surprising for me, and I'm sure everyone else. But uh, yeah, I thought the Raptors was gonna fall off a little bit. I thought they would still probably make the playoffs, but like 15 and five. And they even gave the Lakers one of the Lakers three losses. And I'm, I'm going to hop into them because y'all, y'all know I have to. But um, the Raptors, you know, they've been balling. The Heat have been balling, man. Jimmy Butler, I, I kind of I went hard at him because I was like, bro, you say you want to win, but you go to the Heat. But the Heat are doing really good, and they're playing really hard. They play hard every night. So I, I, I like what I've seen from them. And then on the West, I mean – the Suns surprised me a little bit earlier, but they've they kind of, you know, they took a step back. Things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they took a step back. But um, you know, I still thought uh, you know, once they got a good coach like Monty Williams, they would be, you know, improved. And I mean, they're not the same old Suns, but they have taken a step back. And then uh Luka Dante, Zay Zay mentioned he's been absolutely sensational, man. He's he has to be one of everybody's top three MVP candidates. And then the Lakers, uh, not really surprised, but my impression on them, I'm just very happy. <laughs> I'm very pleased, man. You know, 18 and three, um, they lost they lost uh, on opening night, and then they only lost two games since, and they haven't even lost on the road yet. So that's very, very good to see from them. And um, I got one thing I want to add. Uh, what are y'all disappointments? As far as in teams or just in general? Uh, you could do both of you like. I think one of the teams who should overall be performing better is the Houston Rockets. Like, we kind of didn't know where they would be as far as with Russell Westbrook and James Harden playing together. And I'm not talking about winning games. I'm just talking about like shooting percentages and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um Last night, I think they combined for, uh, this might be wrong, but close enough, 18 for 56 from the field. And to me, I'm just like, wow. I go and I look at the stats. But James Harden was 24 for 24 from the free throw line. So you can't knock that. But I think that as a collective whole, they need to be more efficient. And maybe they wouldn't blow, you know, games when they have leads on teams and stuff like that. Last um, night was unacceptable. Sorry to cut you off, but that was unacceptable. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and I actually had tweeted about last night and how um, 
if whoever saw it, James Harden, he had a dunk. Sure, the dunk went. It was technically in. The refs waved it off. But the refs make mistakes like that all the time. And it's just like it's a move on play. But the fact of the matter is you blew a lead where you are up at 16 at one point. They might have been up by more. I'm not too sure. But uh, at the point of the dunk, the Rockets were winning 104 to 89. And they went to double OT and lost. And this was with like <laughs> seven thirty left around that number in the fourth quarter. So those are, you know, the things that we speak about efficiency wise. I just don't think they'll be able to do well if that number doesn't rise it is rise as far as their field goal percentage. For sure. Uh Zay, what you got as far as disappointments? Yeah, so so just to uh, piggyback off of what Ty said, I was watching the game last night uh, while I was at you, work. You were upset. Oh, you were upset. I saw your IG story. You were upset. Look, <laughs> upset is, is, is not even the word because I was watching the fourth quarter, and, and it was just like they were coming down the court just being lackadaisical. Russ had like three turnovers in a row, and he's taking bad shots. James just jacked it up consistently. Ty, you bring up a really good point about efficiency. I'll tell you something else about Houston. This is why they will never win. It's A, because of Daryl Morey and his obsessive compulsiveness with analytics and Mike D'Antoni. Like, that system is not going to work. They live and die by the three, but more importantly, they live and die by James Harden. And nobody else touches the basketball late in the game. It was Russ and James. And when those two are off, then you should get other people involved. Austin Rivers had a pretty good game last night. He barely got any shots up in the fourth quarter in both uh, overtimes. But, uh, yeah, like, like that's a good point about that. But I'm the my biggest disappointment goes to Kyrie Irving. Specifically because last year, you know, uh, everybody talked about how the, the, the team functioned better without him. So obviously you go to a new a new team, a team that you actually wanted to go to this year. So, you know, you expect things to change. Right. Same old, same old. And and, and, and I'm a big Brooklyn Nets guy. I love uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. He's been at an all star level ever since Kyrie Irving went down. Right. And I don't think the teams being better when Kyrie Irving isn't on the floor is an aberration anymore. I just really feel like if he's your number one guy. You're going to be better off without him in a sense because he is a ball stopper. Now, once KD gets there, I think that the team will look really, really good and different. But as of right now, man, it's just it's just frustrating to see how every time he goes away from a team, they get better. And then he gets mad at everybody else. Right. He always gets mad at us for pointing out the obvious. Right. And like he wants to say that he lives in a fishbowl. He's mad at at us for obsessing over basketball and stuff. Yet he I don't know, man. Kyrie just kind of frustrates me. But I would say that my biggest disappointment with the overall season has just been injuries. And that's not anything that we can control. But Steph is Mm -hmm. out. out, D'Lo's out. De'Aaron Fox is out. Marvin Bagley's out. John Wall is out. uh, KD's out. Like that's the only negative I have with the season. But I mean, other than that, the product still be really good. For sure. Um, I got one as far as disappointment. And I talked about this. A couple of weeks ago when Carmelo Anthony signed with the Portland Trailblazers. Now, let me first say, as I said a few weeks ago, I'm very happy that Melo's back in the league. He deserves to go out the right way. And he's been relishing the opportunity. But my disappointment is with the team. This is a team that, like I said, they peaked. They peaked last year and they went to the Western Conference Finals and got ultimately got swept by the Warriors without Kevin Durant. And this team has taken a complete step back. Um, they are eight and thirteen. I mean, there's still plenty of time left in this season, but I'm just disappointed, man. Uh, this team peaked, like I said. They even lost a couple of key pieces that were huge for them in the playoffs last year. Uh, Seth Curry was big in moments, and uh, Mo Harkless was a very underrated player for them last year in the postseason. But I've just been really disappointed with Portland. I know Dame missed some games, but 
I, I don't know, man. I just don't really know what to make of this team. Anybody got any comments on that? No, I, I think, you know, you're right about that. It even got to the point where they had to, um, you know, play Nasir a little, a little bit more, which I'm not mad at. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's an athletic player, you know, but they're trying to figure it out and throw different pieces in there, which uh, some some teams will go through. I think Portland will get it together, but like Zay alluded to, health is a big thing. You know, one of your mm. better players and Damian Lillard has to sit down for a while, and then you have to figure out, okay, who's the next option on a team that's so young? Um, you have Simons, who goes in the game, who I like, but he's still raw, young. So just trying to figure out the pieces, really. But I do understand your frustration with Portland. But I am also happy that they understood that they were struggling and they saw after Melo and came to that deal. For sure. Yeah, yeah, true enough. I just believe that they really, really miss Nurkic and Zach Collins. I I think those are two key ingredients to what they do. Now, if this team were... Zach Collins was good for them last year in the postseason. He was, man. And so I feel like if... In a perfect world, if you were able to have those two pieces with Carmelo, this team would be really, really good, man. But I just really believe that, that they miss Nurkic and Zach Collins a lot. Whiteside is okay, but obviously everybody questions his motor, and for good reason. It's just like some days you get good Whiteside, most days you get bad Whiteside. Yeah, and that also goes to the point where you said uh, injuries is what you've been disappointed about. Two yeah. guys you just mentioned are, are out right now. And uh, I got another question um, team or teams that need to make a move? Uh, Zay, I'm going to start with you on this question. You know, I'm going to tell you something. I didn't I didn't think that I would have said this at the beginning of the season, but I'm actually going to go with Denver. I think Denver is a really – Denver to me is almost like Toronto. Um, I like Jokic. I don't think he can be your guy because he's not aggressive enough. I yeah, remember, he, he's not a good one, a good number one player. I remember I was asking a question a while ago, and, and, and I remember asking the question, would you rather your superstar be too aggressive or not aggressive enough? And, and when it comes to Jokic, it's like he's really good, but he just doesn't, you know, he, he, he he's just not aggressive. He doesn't have that killer mindset. So I would maybe go get you like an alpha dog who maybe you could put on that team. You have a lot of depth on that team, and you have a lot of bodies who, and assets who you could trade for. So if Denver maybe wants to win a championship like right now, I would probably pull the trigger and get a guy, like a go-to guy. Mm. Ty, you got anything? Um, if I'm making a move, it would be for the Atlanta Hawks, who are number 14 right now in the Eastern Conference. They need another piece around Trey Young to help them. Um, I think specifically a knockdown shooter is someone else who they need. We know that Trey Young has the trigger. You know, when he's good, he's good. But I think another shooter would be essential. Uh, to kind of help him when he's not on because he has his days where, you know, he's missing everything. So who's going to be that second option on the outside? I think Jabari Parker has been doing a great job of playing well for them. and But he's having his ups and downs as well. Um, and I think kind of the whole team is when John Collins went out, I felt like Things just got a little spooky over there in Atlanta. I'm like, dang, what's going on? You know, uh, they're five and sixteen, and you know that's 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 not good to me. I, I believe that's just unacceptable. Like, um, but the crazy thing is, they're five and sixteen in the Eastern Conference, 
playing as bad as they are. They've been getting blown. Like, whenever they play a Western Conference team, except for Golden State, where they got a dub, uh, aside from them, they've been getting blown out. And to beat Golden State this year, that doesn't say a lot about you. Um, but as crazy as it may seem that they're 5-16, and 16, they're only what four games out the team in the eighth spot is the magic with a nine and 11 record so yeah the, the eastern conference is a little spooky on that side mm-hmm. hey zay you was all in on the hawks too bro we gotta talk <laughs> hey look, look look it's crazy i went back yesterday and and listened to it just to try to understand what was i thinking you know what i'm saying but then i, was, <laughs> I don't know man I, I was just really geeked up about trey young but i also did they kind of kind of note that look, I'm all in on this team, but I would not be surprised if they jumped up to the record that, that they have today, right? But Tom brings up a very very valid point, man. Losing John Collins was tough on them. Mm-hmm. Very tough for that team, man. Yeah, he was killing last year. Man, he Lord, was killing in the beginning of the season before mm-hmm. you know he got in trouble for what he failed a drug test. So, but the thing is, I believe that team has talent. And I believe, okay, sure, John Collins does come back. You add another big person. But who is going to be that other consistent option, specifically on the wing? I think they, you know, they can bang on the inside, quite frankly. It's really like they need another threat, a shooter. For sure. Um, So I kind of got one. I mean, I would like to see Portland make a move if they can. Uh, Maybe – unload white size contract because i think it's expiring but um i would still like to see if the lakers could make a, like a, a small move to improve the rotation um like maybe if iguodala gets bought out that would be cool but i just i think the lakers like need one more move to put them over the top but i can't really judge it until i see them uh get the clippers on christmas day then i'll be like all right what do the lakers exactly need so yeah, yeah i'll say that and uh, I got one more thing that I wanted to add, and this is this this will be it, I promise, guys. But um, let's talk about the Wizards. Uh, this is a team that you guys both spend time covering, and uh, this is our team in our area. But let's talk about the Wizards, man. They've they've been very competitive. A lot of games have been very high scoring. Mm-hmm. But uh, what you guys think about the Wizards, man? This isn't a horrible team. Like I thought. You know, some bad teams just lay down, like the Hawks you you mentioned. But the Wizards, like. They, they can fight. win. Yeah. Yeah, they fight. So uh what do you what have been your impressions about the Wizards, guys? Um, I think their defense is the part that they have to improve. I don't think their scoring has been too much of a problem. Bradley Bill has had a stellar season thus far and he's doing it efficiently, so you can't be mad at that. Rui Hachimura, he's having his, you know, rookie woes, his ups and downs, but I think he'll have a positive upside for the Wizards. Um, And like you said, when they are playing, they're competing, and they're high scoring, but the problem with that is when they're high scoring, so is their opponent. So they're not getting stops on the defensive end, which is ultimately, I think, causing them to lose. Uh, Offensively, though, I think they're okay. I like the pickup with... Uh, Mo Wagner, I think he's been a positive addition coming off the bench for them. And I also think, um, what is his name? The shooter. Um, yeah, I like him. You know, when you have someone who just knows their role, doesn't try to do too much, you know, those are, it's moving in a positive direction. I'll say that. 
Um, that would be another team who, like you said, you would like to see them get an additional piece to help out Bradley Bill a little bit more so they can get over the hump ultimately. But I'm actually very surprised with them so far. I think they're doing a, you know, okay job given who they have and how people are just knowing their roles. Agreed. Agreed. Zay? Ty, you are very kind because, look, offensively, <laughs> they are amazing offensively. But the fact that they've already given up 150 twice in the same season, that's like, that is so uncalled for. Like, they almost gave up 160 to the Rockets, which was a good game to go to, but they gave up 150 to the Clippers. Uh, they and that gave- was in regulation. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, that was regulation. Yeah. Exactly. And then uh, I w- they they gave a one thirty two to the Suns. They end up winning that game though, and and look like it, in one forty to the Celtics. Like I literally walk into each Wizards game thinking, man, other team about to go off today. Like and 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 just <laughs> unfortunate because there are some guys such as maybe like Luca or Dame or whoever comes here. And I'm thinking, you know what? If I want to go watch somebody put on a show, I live in the perfect area because they're going to eat against Washington. Like, Dane could easily put up 60. You know what I'm saying? Luka could go for 50. Like, I don't understand why they don't adjust their their defensive schemes. But uh, offensively, man, they are absolutely brilliant. And, and again, Bradley Bill, I, I said it the other day, top three shooting guard and number one in the Eastern Conference. You can't change my mind about that. I love Bradley Bill, man. And uh, I, IT has been revitalized. I love IT. I love his story. Uh, David Bertans is absolutely knocked down. It seemed like the brother doesn't miss. Thomas Bryan did just get hurt, which uh, kind of sucks to see. But uh, yeah. this doesn't really seem to be phased by who goes down. It's really a next man up type of mentality that they've uh, taken on because they started out the season missing key guys. So um, they're they're not new to this, but uh, they just got to improve on the defensive end because if they can improve just a little bit, they can honestly make the AC. I really truly believe that. I think so, too. But like you said, you say I'm being kind, but I'm just being their defense is like, I, I don't know what else you want me to say about it. It's bad. <laughs> but I think I'm, just, huh? I'm just more frustrated. You know what I'm saying? Because like I just yeah. watch and, I, and like I just get pissed. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Here you we see go. the potential that they do have. Oh, absolutely. Look, look, Ty, I'm telling you, um, how do you feel about when when John Wall potentially comes back? I don't know, because it's always like the storyline that Bradley Bill plays better without him. You know, the team plays better without him. And I don't know what John Wall we will get as far as you come back. You haven't played in almost two whole seasons. Health, you know, sometimes people don't come back as the same player. And that could be a good thing. Like people said, maybe he'll be improved. I'm not sure. We saw him dunking and stuff on twitter but i'm like so what does that mean for his timeline and coming back i just don't want the team to regress when he gets back out there uh i don't want him to think that you know i take away shots from bradley bill right it's bradley bill's team i don't right it's not john wall's team that's a good not anymore i feel like i feel like it could be a blessing in disguise for him that, that he got hurt because now instead of relying on his athleticism he can be more uh cerebral uh, how he approaches the game. So he's not reliant, like he's going to get other people involved, not really focusing so much on his shot, but he sees the pieces that he has around him offensively. And they got some guys, man. Like they got some guys who just know how to hoop and just like to play basketball. So I'm rooting for John Wall, man. I love his story and all that type of stuff. So I really hope that he comes back and, 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 and makes the team better, not worse, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Same. Uh, all right, hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I lied. Um, this I did write this question down, but uh, real quick, real quick, uh, who was your MVP for the first quarter of the season? LeBron James. I agree, Zay. Man, give me Giannis, man. He's improved in everything, and he's shooting threes now. It's over with. For sure. Uh, I'm rocking with LeBron, too. Y'all uh, some homers, man. I can't stand <laughs> it. He's averaging a double-double, dude. He's averaging... Hey, don't he lead the NBA in assists, per game And 10 assists per game. And he's shooting 50% from the field. So, can I match that? Giannis is... Giannis yeah. 30, 13, and 6. And he's shooting 56% from the field with the highest PER. That's cool, but... <laughs> but who's leading... If we're talking about wins, who's, you know, who can we account for more? LeBron James or Giannis as far as winning goes right now, I'll say. Oh, I'll say Giannis because who's his number two? Chris Middleton? And he's been hurt. Eric Bledsoe? I don't know about that. Like, LeBron been balling. He's he's honestly number two on my list. I can't even flex. LeBron is two. He's been balling, though. I just put it like this, like LeBron's age – the players that he's playing with, how he's getting everyone involved, but he's still getting his. Now, I was a little frustrated the first couple games of the season because I'm like, is this the LeBron we're going to get, the dude that's about to pass up shots and stuff like Mm -hmm. that? I don't know if Twitter got to him or something or if he was, you know, reading them tweets of people going on him, but he started turning up. You know what? (laughs) Mike, Mike, I think think that I was talking to you about it. I was like, we've never seen a LeBron James championship team when he's passive. Because early on uh, in the season, he came out mad passive, trying to like defer. Oh, passive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now he's put his foot back on the gas. Um, I like to see him. Look, when he dunked on your boy from uh, Sacramento, I said, man, something something up with him, man. Something is up. For and sure, I, man. Uh, Anthony Davis, like, playing defense and stuff like that is just making, uh, you know, the Lakers better. That That's a focus of theirs. Is trying yeah, he's setting the tone. He's definitely setting the yeah. tone. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Um, I want to thank you guys so much because uh, this was real short notice. I woke up, man. I was like – I woke up. I seen Ty tweet about uh, last night's Rockets game. Then I seen Zay's IG story about the Rockets game. I said, you know what, man? We got a collab <laughs> and I sent it out and you guys were more than willing to work with me on such short notice. So I really, really appreciate it. Ty, thank you, Zay. Thank you guys so much. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, man. For sure, good. man. Appreciate you, brother. All right, man. Uh, I'm going to wrap up this segment of Curry in the Pot. I'll be back on the next segment talking some NFL. All right, guys, I'm back. And I hope you guys enjoyed the content. Uh, the really good conversation with me, Tykeer, and Zay. I really enjoyed it, man. We actually had this combo on Wednesday during the day. And, yeah, man, we had it. We had to get it in, man, on short, such short notice. But they were more than willing to rock with your boy, man. And, you know, just talk NBA. But let's move right along, man. I got to recap week 12 in the NFL. Another week is in the books. Actually, I'm sorry, week 13. I got to recap that. Uh, that's in the books. And... I didn't do horrible, but I wasn't. I didn't do my best, man. I'm I'm, I'm really trying to get this undefeated week, man. I'm really trying to get that cooked up. 
or or just you know maybe like one or two losses man i haven't just had that monster week you know i've, I've been pretty consistent though i will say that i don't want to toot my own horn but have been pretty consistent but let's talk about these thanksgiving games which seems so long ago but we had a triple header we had the lions taking on the bears that was the first game and uh last week i had my guy bank on man and um we t- we actually recap well we actually recap week 12 and then predicted week 13 shout out to a bank man 14 year old phenom but um we both agreed on this game man it was the lions and the bears and we didn't even know who the lions starting qb was for this game man i never heard of this guy man um david blow or Bluff, I don't know how you say his name, but I never heard of this guy. Uh, he did play at Purdue, but I never heard of him. Uh, this game was really close, though, man. The Detroit Lions always play good on Thanksgiving. They don't always win, but their games are, like, really super competitive. And I still think, like, they're, like, the best fourth-place team in any NFL division. Like, I, I really do think that. Because they're a tough out. Uh, as you saw in this game, man, final score was 24 to 20. Mr. Trubisky had three touchdowns in this game. I'm going to talk about him a little later, man. <laughs> what he did to the Cowboys last night. Um, next game on Thanksgiving, we had the Bills taking on the Cowboys. Cowboys were at home, and they were dominated at home. Um, Josh Allen wasn't even the story. He had a touchdown, though, but Cole Beasley had a little revenge game, and he caught a touchdown. Uh, Josh Allen, he did he threw that one touchdown, but he did run for another one. And uh, I don't know what's going on with the Cowboys, man. <laughs> this was their second game of their three-game losing streak. Um, 26-15 was the final score, man. I'm sorry for all you, you poor fans, man. Uh, kind of ruined your Thanksgiving a little bit. And the final game of Thanksgiving was the Saints and the Falcons. Oh, I did get that Cowboys game wrong, by the way, too. Uh, shame on me. Um, but we had the Saints and the Falcons in the final game of the Thanksgiving triple header. Final score 26 to 18. Drew Brees had a touchdown in this game. Um, the story though of this game was Taysom Hill. He blocked a, it was either a punt or a field goal. He blocked that, caught a pass from Drew Brees, a touchdown pass, and it had a 30-yard touchdown run. I've never seen anything like that, man. I really haven't. Um. Matt Ryan, he had a couple of touchdowns in this game, but he also threw two interceptions. Um, this game really did get instant towards the end, man. One side kicks and stuff of that nature. But our final score in this one was 26 to 18. Moving on to the Sunday slate. We had the Colts taking on the Titans. Final score in this one was 31 to 17. The the Tennessee Titans have been absolutely red hot. Um, since Ryan Tannehill has taken over a starter. I don't know, is it because teams don't have film on the Titans with Ryan Tannehill as a starter? Or is he just... I mean, he has been playing at a really high level. But I don't know, man. Maybe this was the switch that they needed. And uh, the Titans currently sit at 7-5. and five. They're on par for that 9-7 and seven season. It could be the fourth straight year they finished 9-7. and seven, But they're looking good right now, man. Final score in this one was 31-17. to 17, And that AFC South is a gauntlet. And I want to talk about that real quick. And I also want to talk about the playoff picture before I move on and actually forget and get too far ahead. So, in the AFC, obviously you got the Ravens, the Patriots, who would presumably be... Um, the two teams that get a first round by the one and two seed. Then sitting on top the AFC South is the Houston Texans at eight and four. The Chiefs are winning their division, so they're eight and four. And then the wild card would be the Buffalo Bills, 
And the first team in on the second wild card be the Pittsburgh Steelers at seven and five. But right behind them is the Tennessee Titans, who I just mentioned at seven and five. Then you got the Raiders at six and six. Then you got the Colts at six and six. And the Cleveland Browns aren't even out of it. They're at five and seven. So I say this to say, man, that I just mentioned three teams who are fighting not only to win a division, but also for the second wildcard spot. And it's getting really, really hectic in the AFC South and even in that AFC wildcard race. Um, but moving right along, next game, we had the Bengals taking on the Jets, man. Um, I just don't really know what to say. Andy Dalton did start in this game. Bengals get their first win of the season, but the Jets... I, I don't really know what I'm going to see from this team on a week-to-week basis. I really don't. Are we going to see the team that beat the Cowboys, the team that look really good against the Washington Redskins? I just don't know what to make of this team. It's no way they shouldn't have lost 22-6, to not even score a touchdown in this game. Like, it just doesn't make much sense. It's the Bengals for crying out loud. 22-6 to was the final score, though. I did pick this one wrong, as you can tell, probably by my frustration just now. Um, Next game. We had the Panthers taking on the Redskins. And in this game, man, I picked this one incorrectly. I didn't really see it coming. But um, I got to give some credit when it's due, man, to the Washington Redskins. Um, Under Bill Callahan, they haven't been awful. Um, Jay Gruden's last game was the Patriots game. Um, They beat, ended up beating the Dolphins. Lost to the 49ers in a monsoon game, not in nothing. So you could take that with a grain of salt. Um, lost to the Vikings 19-9, but that game was competitive. Lost to the Bills 24-9, but that game was competitive through the first half. Jets game, and you can say what you want. That game wasn't really competitive. Lions game, they won, even though it was against Jeff Driscoll. But they beat the Panthers. So under Bill Callahan, the interim coach, it seems like the Redskins are like the any given Sunday team now. They're one of them at least. You know, you can't just walk into a game and say, oh, we're going to get a W because the Redskins have been a very tough out lately covering spreads for you gamblers out there, man. They were 10 point underdog against the Panthers, ended up beating them outright and winning by eight. Um, Final score in this game was 29 to 21. Dwayne Haskins, he hasn't had that breakout game, but he's been solid, like a game, like game managing type. Um, making some key throws when he needs to make them. He's been doing that type of thing. Um, Darius Geis, a guy I'm really happy for. I talked about him a little bit last week. He had two TDs in this game, man. Had some really good runs. Had a a, a vicious stiff arm on Shaq Thompson. It was, ooh, that thing was filthy. Um, he had two TDs in the game. Um, Adrian Peterson also had 99 yards in this game, man. Um, Redskins look really good, man. They did beat the Panthers. Um... Kyle Allen is officially a fraud, though. Panthers, you might not want to be so quick to move on from Cam because I don't think Kyle Allen is the answer. Um, final score in this game, though, 29-21. to And this game also got a coach fired. Now, I, I don't know. I can't say definitively if losing to the Redskins is a fireball offense, but it's pretty close to one. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Ron Rivera, who I liked, I've always liked. Um, I thought he was a good coach. Um, the Panthers do have a new front office and a new regime, so maybe they want to get their guy, which which happens, you know, in sports, all types of organizations. Um, even in the workplace, man, uh, managers they they come in a new manager. He may not like um, the current employees there. This this happened to me, by the way, but they might not like their current employees there, 
and they might want to get rid of them and have a new regime and hire their own people. It happens. It's, it's life. And um, it sucks that uh, Ron Rivera was a casualty of this because I didn't think the Panthers were a playoff team. I mean, I thought they were a tough out, you know, a 7-9, 8-8 type of team. You know, a team that could win some games here and there. But it kind of sucks, man. But losing to the Redskins is, is just as close as you can get to a fireball offense. I will say that. I did get this one incorrectly, though. Um, Next game. We had the Rams taking on the 49. No, the Ravens taking on the 49. I couldn't read my hand right there. Um, I did. I watched this game too. I'm tripping. I watched this game. Man. I knew this game was going to be really good, really close. It was one of those games where whoever had the ball last won. As we saw Justin Tucker kick a game winning field goal. Final score in this one was 20 to 17. Lamar Jackson is continuing his MVP campaign. He had a touchdown rushing and a touchdown pass in this game. Hooked up with one of his favorite targets in Mark Andrews. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo had a TD. Uh, Raheem Moister, he took over the carries for Tevin Coleman. He he got more touches than him. He had a touchdown big game on the ground, 146. But, uh, yeah, this game had the vibe that it could come down to whoever had the ball last. And that's what happened. Final score, 20-17. to 17. Next game, we had the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, this game... Wasn't even close. Final score twenty-eight to eleven. Uh, Jameis Winston he had a he had a, a good number of passing yards, but he didn't throw a touchdown. Uh, Peyton Barber had two TDs in this game. Devin White had a fumble recovery for a touchdown in this game, and it was just never close. Nick Foles, who was the Jaguars' big acquisition in the offseason, actually got benched in this game in favor of Gardner Minshew. Uh, he just hasn't been looking good. He did just come back off an injury, but I just I just don't know if Nick Foles works, man. I don't think he's that type of I don't think he's worth the big money. He worked really good in Philadelphia. He won the Super Bowl and all that, and um, you know got got a statue in Philly, but I, he's just outside of being in Philly, and even the first time around and the second time around. He hasn't looked good. Like, even on the, the Rams, he didn't look good. Like, it's something up, man. It's something up. But uh, final score in this one was 28-11. to 11. Next game, we had the Steelers taking on the Browns. Um, I picked this one incorrectly. Uh, final score was 20-13, to 2013. <laughs> Shout out to my high school graduation year. But uh, 2013, final, final score. And, um... The Steelers won with a backup, man. Another backup, Devlin Hodges. Devlin Duck Hodges. And I got to give a lot of credit to Mike Tomlin. He is doing his best coaching job ever. Getting the most out of talent. Juju Smith-Schuster has missed time. We all know about Ben Roethlisberger being out for the season. James Conner has missed significant time. But the Steelers are still finding ways to win and be competitive. Like I said, man, they could very well make the playoffs and get that second wild card spot. It's going to be a gauntlet, but I think they could still do it, man. They beat the Browns 20-13. They get their revenge. Um, I don't know what's going on with the Browns, though, man. I really don't. Um, This is a game that... They should have won. They should have won. They jumped on early on Pittsburgh, ten to nothing. Um, it was a tie game at halftime. They, they this is a game that they should have won, man. They should have, but they didn't. Final score twenty to thirteen. Next game, we had the Giants taking on the Packers. Um, final score in this one 
was 31-13. This game was never really close, man. Aaron Rodgers had four touchdowns in this game. Daniel Jones had three interceptions in this game. And it was just never close, man. Um, Eli Manning is going to start on Monday Night Football. Um, I don't know if this is a a cry for tanking to get Chase Young. I don't I don't know. Or are they just doing what they think is in the best interest? I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm not the guy to answer that. Uh, final score is 31-13. Next game. We had the Dolphins taking on the Eagles. Oh, I'm mad. I'm mad. I'm mad. This is pitiful. This doesn't make sense. I'm looking at the score and everything in it. I can't even I can't even really put my finger on it, man. 37 to 31 was the final score. Devontae Parker had seven catches for 159, two TDs. He's no scrub at all, but he's a B minus receiver. I know the Eagles corners are bad, but good God. Devontae Parker, two TDs. Ryan Fitzpatrick through three. I, I don't I don't get it. I don't get it, man. The Eagles got all Sean back in this game too. Uh, Jordan Howard came back in this game. I don't, I don't understand. Lane Johnson came back. I'm not. I don't get it, bro. <laughs> 37-31 was the final score. The Dolphins. If the Eagles had any real, I mean, they could still win the NFC East, but let's get real, man. They should have won this one, man. 37-31 final score. Next game. We had the Cardinals taking on the Rams, man. Another blowout here. A uh, final score was 34-7. Todd Gurley had a touchdown. TG 400. Jared Goff threw for 400 yards and two TDs in this game. Um, they shut down the Cardinals, man. They really did. The Cardinals did not score till the fourth quarter. And that was on a Kyler Murray 15-yard run. Final score 34-7. Next game. We had the Chargers taking on the Broncos. I thought the Chargers would get this one, man. Um, getting their guy, Derwin James. I thought that would be a huge shot of adrenaline for them. But it just wasn't. Um, final score was 23-20. Um, Drew Locke got his first start. And he threw two CDs, man. He didn't really disappoint. Um, he hooked up with Cortland Sutton for both of those touchdowns. I just don't know what's going on with the Chargers. I do think Phillip Rivers is done. He's washed. I've been saying this for a couple of weeks now. But... Yeah, four and eight, man. <laughs> Next game, we had my Chiefs taking on the Raiders. A final score in this one was forty to nine. This game was another blowout. Was never close. Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Levon Mahomes, the second. He only threw one touchdown in this game. Didn't really have to do too much because he was getting a contribution to other areas. And surprisingly, from the Chiefs' defense, man, I'm scoring on an interception return, and they just they just bought out, man. They really did. Um, shout out to my Chiefs, man. Forty to nine, they're looking good. They have New England though next week. Um, I don't, I don't know about that one. I still don't know who I'm gonna pick. Um, next game, we had the Texans taking on the Patriots on Sunday Night Football. I'm gonna watch this game, man. And Deshaun Watson, he looked good, man. He threw three touchdowns in this game. He looked really comfortable in this one too. Um, the Patriots just aren't really dynamic, man. They not, they have Edelman. He's their number one, but he would be a really good number two. Um. Muhammad Tanu, he he's solid. I'm the kill Harry's a rookie. Um, I really think they need Antonio Brown. That will put them over the top. 
Um, that would just open the game up for the entire offense. Defense has been very stellar, though. Have no no complaints to say on that. Deshaun Watson is a really good quarterback. He always gives them trouble. Um, but uh, I, st- I still think the Patriots need Antonio Brown, man. I-, I know things have transpired, rape allegations. He called the Patriots out, said F the NFL, all that stuff, man. But he's I think he's the piece. And this could be the year that the Patriots, you know, get dethroned and not come out of the um, AFC. But I don't know, man. It's too, still too premature. Um, the Patriots, man, you give Bill Belichick extra time to prep. Um, the Patriots take January very serious. So I can't really say they're not going to come out. But, hey, man, I'm sure a lot of people would love to see them not come out of the AFC this year. Um, but final score, though, 28-22. to In the Monday Nighter, this game was really good, man. The Seahawks and the Vikings, final score is 37-30. to I can't believe this, but I also can. But Kirk Cousins is officially 0-8 on Monday Night Football. That is the worst record by any quarterback ever. And 0-8, man, it's crazy. Um, Russell Wilson threw two touchdowns in this game. Chris Carson had a touchdown. Rashad Penny had a couple of rushing touchdowns. Final score, though, 37-30. to so nine and six, I mean nine and seven. I'm sorry, on the picks for week thirteen. Not horrible, but not great, man. I strive for greatness, like LeBron. No pun intended, but I gotta do better. Um, this week though, I'm not sure that I will do better. There's a lot of games, a lot of teams that I'm really, really iffy about, and I just don't really know how it's gonna go. I'm already starting off on the wrong foot because I picked the Dallas Cowboys to win last night, and they let me down, man. Uh, final score was 31 to 24, and honestly, don't even let this score fool you if you did not watch this game, because Dak Prescott was putting up empty stats in the fourth quarter. Um, the Bears had a 24 to 14 lead. They actually had a 31 to 14 lead um, at the top well, with 13 minutes remaining in the fourth quarter. So this game really wasn't close. It wasn't that close, man. Um, I I, I got to go on a little mini rant, man, because because, um, the Cowboys, they have this fan base that just, they think they're going to win every single year. Now, I already know. There's ignorant Redskins fans that, that, that say this is our year. Blah, blah. I, I understand that. I get that. I, I totally do. I live in the DMV. But the Cowboys, no matter what, they think that every year they're going to win the Super Bowl. I don't know how many times I've heard it, but I've heard it a plethora of times because I've been hearing it all my life. But when I look at this team and, and Jason Garrett, he's part of the problem, but he's not the he's not the entire problem. He's not. Um, he's not. He he's not the entire problem. Like he, he's definitely part of it, but it's it's not all on him. When I look at this team, it's very limited. Dak Prescott, he's solid, but he wants X amount of dollars, and the Cowboys try to lock him up, but reportedly Dak wanted more. He wants. I can't wait to give him 200 mil guaranteed. I really can't. Um, they paid Ezekiel Elliott. He held out. They paid him big time money. Um. Demarcus Lawrence, he got a huge uh, extension last year. Um, Amari Cooper, he he said he would love to stay in Dallas. Um, they got to make a decision on that. If they don't, their offense isn't even going to be that good because 
Um, last year when the Cowboys they 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 went on that winning streak after they got Amari Cooper, it was because they got Amari Cooper. Dak finally found the target that he loves, and if if he, they don't resign him, I I don't know, man. This team is is is, is going to be handicapped, similar to the Rams, man, where they're going to be limited, and to the let they're going to be a lesser degree of the Rams because the Rams already made a Super Bowl appearance at least, and they didn't get blown out of the water against the Patriots. They even had a chance to win it. But when I look at the Cowboys, like I said, they're limited. They're going to be handicapped once they sign Dak. Amari uh, Cooper, if they elect to re-sign him, which I think they will and probably should because he gets separation. And he makes it easier for Michael Gallup, who's having a good year. Um, that, I really wish I could just curse, but because they're done. They're, they're done, man. They're probably still win the NFC East. Um, the Eagles... They just lost to the Dolphins, so can I really put my faith into them? Can I really put my stock into them? No, but uh, I still think the Cowboys make the win the NFC East and make the playoffs. They probably still fire Jason Garrett once they lose disappointedly in the playoffs. Cause let's just face it, that's what's gonna happen. And um, I just don't get it. It just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> It really doesn't, but I did pick this one incorrectly. I started off the week wrong already, man. Um, Next game, we got we got the Falcons taking on the Panthers. To see games like this, I don't really know, bro. Um, But I'm going to take Carolina. I'm going to take them to bounce back um, after that disappointing loss to the Redskins. Uh, I'm going to take Carolina. Next game, we got the Bucks and the Colts. Give me, I want who? I think the Colts really need to win this game if they have any shot. If they want to have any shot at making the playoffs, and I think they need to win this game. I think they'll get to Jameis Winston and make it hard for them. Colts. Got a good defense, so uh, give me the Colts. Um, next game, we got the Jets taking on the Dolphins. See, this is another game where I just really don't know what to expect from uh, multiple teams. Um, gonna be surprised, but I'm gonna take the Dolphins to beat the Jets again this year. So give me Miami. Um, next game we got the Saints and the 49ers. Um, this should be a really good one. I feel like the save bet is the Saints, but I'm actually gonna take the 49ers. I, it's some tricky games this week, man. Trust me. Next game we got the Vikings taking on the Lions. I think the Vikings will bounce back, but like I said, Detroit is a tough out. I don't know the status of Matthew Stafford, but give me Minnesota to bounce back. Next game, Bills and Ravens. Um, I think this game is going to be really good, man. I think the Bills, they have a really um, fundamentally sound team, very disciplined team. Uh, Sean McDermott has had these guys playing well. Um, but I'm still going to take the Ravens. It's tough to pick against them um, at this juncture of the season. They will be in Buffalo, pretty hostile environment, crazy fan base. Um, but the Ravens are rolling, and it's tough to pick against them right now. This this loss won't hurt the Bills too much. They still have a nice little comfortable little lead in the AFC wildcard picture. But mm, I kind of want to take them, but I, I just think the smart safe bet is on the Ravens right now, man. They're rolling. And if they find a way to limit the Bills' offense, I don't think they have any shot at winning. So give me the Ravens. Um, Next game. Got the Browns taking on the Bengals. I'm going to take the Browns to bounce back. I still think they're playing for something, man. So give me the Browns. Next game, Packers and Redskins. I'm going to take Green Bay, but 
Don't be surprised if the Redskins give the Packers a little scare. Because I think they will. Give me the Packers at home at Lambeau Field. It's tough, to, it's tough place to play. Uh, give me the Packers. Next game. We've got the Jaguars taking on the Chargers. Um, Gardner Minshew is going to be starting. Give me the give me the Jaguars, man. The Chargers is one of those teams that I just want to pick against, man, for real. Uh, give me the Jags, man. Gardner Minshew is going to be bike. Give me the Jags. Next game, we got the Cardinals hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. This game should be kind of interesting. I'm going to take Pittsburgh, though. Next game, we got the Raiders taking on the Titans. Ooh, should be a good one. Both teams have a lot on the line right now, but I can't really bet against it. I can't believe I'm saying this, bro. I got to... Bro, I hate picking Titans games, bro. But I got to pick the Titans, bro. They, they've been playing good. Give me the Titans. Um, Next game, whoo. Got the Patriots taking on the Chiefs. When's the last time the Patriots lost two games in a row? I will have to look that up. Um, but give me New England, man. Um, actually... Actually, bruh, um, give me the Chiefs. Give me the Chiefs, man. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, Sunday Nighter, we have the Rams taking on the Seahawks. You guys are going to be surprised, but I'm going to take the Rams. I'm going to take the Rams. And then the Monday Nighter, we got the Eagles taking on the Giants. I'm going to take Philadelphia. And that's about it, man. These games are tough. Like, I really, I struggle predicting all of these games. I, I really did. Like, the easiest game that I had to pick, Eagles-Giants might have been the easiest one. Or Vikings-Lions. But these games were not easy, man. I I, I believe we're going to see some upsets here. Um, and just some surprises, bro. Like, a lot of these games are going either way. So, I wouldn't even say upset. I would just say it's going to be a wild week. But uh, I want to thank everybody for listening, man. If you got this far, man, I really appreciate it, man. I really do. Because I really put my, my, my heart and soul, my, put my life into these episodes. I really do. Um, but thank you so much for listening, man. I'm your host. I'm your guy, Mike Curry. Uh, special thanks to Tykira Carter and Xavier Wary for coming on this episode. Really appreciate them, man. But if you got this far, man, thank you so much. I'm your guy. I'm your host, Mike Curry. Episode 109 is done. Peace.